What's up, boxing fans? Today we're breaking down Canelo versus Khan. What's next for each fighter? And Triple G Canelo already? Come on, stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Here it comes. What's up, everyone? It's the AfterBuzz TV Boxing After Show. I'm Jared Gilkerson, and I'm by myself here. And I'm wishing Andrea Fasano, my co-host, a speedy recovery. She she got a little ill, but she was still able to watch the fight. She was texting me and tweeting me and, and everything throughout the fight and uh, bragging about her predictions, and we'll get into that later and how well she did. But uh, we are here. This is Canelo versus Khan, the post-show, the wrap-up show, the After Buzz Boxing Show. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. And you can also follow my friend Andrea Fasano on Twitter. And I have to remind myself of what her Twitter is, and I'll find it here in a second for you. That would be at Andy Fasano, A-N-D-I-F-A-S-A-N-O on Twitter. So give her a follow. And we're wrapping up the big fight last night. Everyone's talking about it. The boxing world's still talking about it. But before we jump into that, I wanted to remind everyone to listen to us and download us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate us, subscribe, give us some comments, what you hate, what you like. I like all of it. Let me know how much you think I suck or how awesome you think I am or my co-host Andrea. Let us know. Uh, We love the comments. We get different follows and different people all week, different boxing promotions and and boxing outlets that that give us follows. And then uh, on Facebook and Twitter, people reach out. So we love when you do that and give us your predictions and your thoughts of the fight because it's not just us two. It's the boxing community that can speak up. And when we speak up enough, fights happen, things happen, the sport changes. So we love to hear your thoughts. But first, let's jump into last night's fight. Saul Canelo Alvarez, 46-1-1 versus Amir Khan, who's 31-3. And most of the boxing pundits thought Canelo was going to knock this guy out, and they were correct. Um, we'll flash up some pictures as we uh, from the fight last night in respect to HBO boxing because I'm not going to show the knockout because I'm friends with HBO Boxing, and you know it's a pay-per-view. You got to buy that thing. But we can put up some uh, some still images from last night. Canelo just walloping Khan in the sixth round with a beautiful faint jab right hook KO. Two minutes and 37 seconds into round six, and up to that point, Amir Khan was fighting his fight. I had it scored four rounds to one at that point for Amir Khan, but I completely understand. If you had it three rounds to two for Khan, three rounds to two for Canelo, a lot of those rounds were close because Canelo's shots were powerful, probably more effective, but Khan was a little busier landing a few of his combinations, you know, a jab to the face, a jab to the to the stomach, to the body, you know, maybe a jab right hand, and staying busy. And Khan was doing what um, I thought he would do, and a lot of... Uh, boxing writers and and analysts thought he would do. He kept the distance, but as we see on our pictures here, uh, he didn't keep the distance long enough. Canelo just closed in, just closed the distance, got a little closer every round, was patient. He's always a patient fighter, one of the most patient fighters in the sport, and gave him a beautiful faint jab, which Khan fell for, much like James Kirkland fell for last year when Canelo knocked him out. And... You know, that was all she wrote. And then the next, I think the last image we have is 
or the last couple images right here. There's uh, let's go back to that other one um, uh, with Khan, everyone kneeling by. Yeah, there's Canelo who you know seconds after he knocked Khan out just kneels to his side and uh, you know made sure he was okay. Classy move by Canelo. Um, you know, genuine concern for the fighter. And uh, Amir Khan, you know, sat up a few minutes later and was uh, probably has a concussion today and probably doesn't feel that great feeling the power of of Canelo Alvarez. Um, and just to go through the final punch stats here, Canelo Alvarez uh, landed at 38 percent, 64 of 170. Amir Khan, 48 of 166. That's 29 percent. And power punches, 42 of 83. That's 51 percent for Canelo Alvarez to Khan's 28 of 78, which is 36%. When you can land over 50% of your punches, like Jim Lampley says, you're probably going to win the fight. So we break down this fight. Amir Khan jumped up in weight. Uh, this is the fight that a lot of people thought, um, not myself, and we'll get into that in a minute. I kind of fell for uh, the promotion. Sometimes you get sucked in, and you get sucked into the underdog story, and you think that he's going to last the, the full fight. He did not. Um, but Canelo's just... You know, he's the middleweight champion, and Khan was going up another weight class. Khan has had a suspect chin for a few years, has been knocked down and knocked out a few times. And, well, in true Khan fashion, whenever he gets up in a big, big fight, he usually gets hurt, gets knocked out, gets knocked down. Uh, Khan is a really good fighter, but there's a difference from a really good fighter to a great fighter, and that's what Canelo Alvarez is, one of the best fighters in the world. So that's the result. Khan knocked out. So the big talking points today, the big thing in the news is what's going to happen next for Canelo. We can get into Amir Khan really quick. Amir Khan said, I have no business up here at middleweight. I'm going to go back down to 147. I'm going to fight at welterweight. And there's plenty of fighters for him to fight with. Thurman, Garcia, a rematch with Garcia, I'd love to see. With with Khan showing us, he showed the boxing fans and followers of boxing that, you know, he put everything he had in this fight because he fought the perfect fight for five rounds. And a lot of fighters can't do that against Canelo Alvarez. So I give it up to Amir Khan. You know, go back down to welterweight. There's a plethora of talent in that division. Go down there, fight somebody big in there. Kel Brook, somebody, if you can make a fight with, do it. But we go to the bigger story. Canelo Alvarez... After the fight, Max Kellerman goes into the ring. Um, uh, we see that Canelo is giving a little bit. Usually he's a little more reserved, you know, shouts out to the fans, the Mexican fans. Says that, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. We'll see what my team wants next. But this is the quote. This is the quote. And it was, it's great hearing an interpreter say this after, uh, after, after Canelo says everything. He says... We don't fuck around. I fear no one. Right now, I'll put on the gloves again, meaning I'll fight Triple G right now. He invited Triple G, uh, Gennady Golovkin, into the ring uh, to be there to kind of, I think, spice it up, get some uh, people wanting to see this fight. If not, if I mean, enough people already wanted to see this fight, but more people just to kind of spice it up. He invited him to the ring. Uh, there was no face-to-face. -face. Um, Canelo said... He wants this fight. He wants to fight Triple G. These are the two best middleweights in the world. So this fight needs to happen. Now, I understand if you let a fight percolate for a few years, it can create some buzz. 
Um, it waited way too long for Mayweather Pacquiao. Triple G's 34 years old. Canelo's in his mid-20s. You know, let's let this fight happen now. They're both at their peak. The fight needs to happen. Some quotes after the fight. Um, you know, De La Hoya has been involved in the media here recently, uh, which is Canelo Alvarez's manager. And uh, he's he came out to ESPN and said, Golovkin, make sure you answer your phone tomorrow. Uh, we will call you. Make sure you answer your phone. I'm not sure what that means. Um, you can talk a big game, but the Canelo Alvarez camp has wanted to fight Triple G at 155-pound catchweight. Well, he's the 160-pound champion. So you can't keep making catchweights for your whole career, especially against mandatory challengers, which I'll get in more to. Golovkin, before the fight, said, I'm old school. Middleweight is 160. I respect the sport of boxing. Pretty much saying, I'll only fight at 160. They asked Canelo about the, the catch weight. Um, Canelo says, for me, the weight is no issue. I have a team. Obviously, we'll get together. For me, I'll fight him at 160, but I have a team. We already talked a little at my house. We'll discuss it. We're willing to make him an offer. I'm happy not just to fight him, but to beat him. Canelo is game for this fight. Um, and before I get into kind of what my final thoughts are on if this fight with Triple G should happen, I want to go back in time to last week's After Buzz episode and give Andrea Fasano her due. Um, let's roll her prediction and my prediction on what we thought the fight would be this week. Let's do it. I think maybe even round, I was thinking eight in my go head, yeah. but I'm going eight, nine, or ten. Can I say Yeah, that? you can do it. Eight to ten. You can I'm say, say eight mid to, to late rounds. Yes. That's how in the boxing world you can get away All right, with there any is. kind of prediction. Yeah, like totally. if I was smart with the glove. That was a great prediction. Oh. Andrew Fasano saying Canelo Alvarez would get the knockout in rounds eight, nine, or ten. The middle of the late rounds. And he got the KO in the sixth round. So, Andrea, great prediction. Um, I, I got to give it up to you. You beat me. And so, just for the sake of being defeated by Andrea Fasano, I got to play my prediction. I got to play mine. Um, it's only fair that, uh, that we play both. Because when she was off the week before, you know, uh, we played them both. And um, so, it, I would get a lashing, a tongue lashing from her if... I didn't own up to the fact that I, I was wrong on this fight. Um, I picked the correct winner, if that means anything to anyone. But uh, if we do have it queued up, if not, we can wait a minute. But uh, if we could queue up uh, Jared's prediction, my prediction uh, for the Canelo Con fight. Uh, okay, we'll wait a few minutes on that one, and we'll break that down in a bit. But uh, Andrew Fasano, great prediction. Round 8, 9, or 10. That's a solid prediction. That's what you do. Um let me just, this is, this is the speech. This is the speech to boxing as a boxing fan because I have a voice here. You all have a voice. If you're watching, if you're listening, you know, live on YouTube, if you're downloading us on iTunes, speak up. Jim Lampley said it best at the end of the HBO broadcast. You have a voice, boxing fans. Speak up. Go on Twitter. Go on social media and tell boxing and tell these commissions and tell both of these teams that you want to see Triple G versus Canelo. That's what you want to see. These are the two best 160-pounders in the world. I'm looking at the middleweight rankings. Number one and two. 
Yeah, you got guys like Danny Jacobs, Billy Joe Saunders, David Lemieux, who had a great fight uh, on the undercard last night. Andy Lee, Peter Quillen, really talented guys. But you see, you see what Triple G did to guys like David Lemieux. Destroyed him. Destroyed the guy. And then David Lemieux is a top 10 middleweight. And he proved it again last night. Top 5 middleweight. Powerful guy. Canelo has been dispatching these guys for a while. So the fight needs to happen. Um, if we have it queued up, let's take my embarrassment right now. Oh, I won four rounds, so who says right. I didn't win two more? That could be the situation. But my prediction is this is going to go the distance. When I first heard this fight, I didn't think it was because Khan, I thought, had a suspect chin. Mm -hmm. But I think he's got the legs. He's going to keep the distance. I think he wins four rounds, but I think Canelo wins eight rounds to four, 116-112. Wow. Andrea, you all are right. so specific. That's it. That's my embarrassing <laughs> moment. But I love it's it. Over. Yeah. It's so over. It's over. was two Jareds talking. That's one too many. Two too many if you ask the right person. Um, I really thought Khan, um, I, I fell for it. I, I thought maybe his chin would hold up, but I'm embarrassed, and it didn't. So, Andrea, good job. Um, but I wanted to get back to kind of my final thoughts on Triple G Canelo. Because we hear a lot of things. We, you hear a lot of things in boxing, but we don't know what's being discussed behind the scenes. We don't know what De La Hoya is talking to Triple G's camp about. We don't know what the discussions are. But the pub, pub, publicly, we all know that Canelo's team wants a catchweight at 155, and Triple G will only fight at 160. Here are my thoughts. Triple G looks like the more stand-up fighter at this moment. It comes off like he's trying harder for the fans, learning English, adopting L.A. as his U.S. city, you know, from Kazakhstan, saying he wants to stay true to boxing and fight at 160. I believe that Canelo wants to fight Triple G. I truly do. But it seems like his career is dictated a bit too much by his team and by his camp and handlers, which this can annoy the public and boxing fans to the point that they'll turn on a fighter. Uh, they'd have to delay this for a few more years for that to take an effect, but it's going to happen at a smaller scale, and I believe it already is. Now, the Mexican, Mexican fans are loyal, and they love Canelo. I love Canelo as a fighter. I truly believe he wants to fight him. But when you come out and say you want to fight the guy at 160, and then your camp is saying, let's make the fight at or, or 155, or yeah, he'll fight at 160, but the camp is saying 155, it just looks bad. It looks like your camp is saying one thing, you want to fight him, you know, you're being dictated too much by Oscar. But it comes down to you can't tell a mandatory challenger that you want to fight him five pounds under the mandatory limit. You can't. It looks bad. You're a middleweight. There's already enough divisions in boxing. We had less 40, 50 years ago, and then they doubled them. And now you're essentially tripling them. You're saying you can make a, make a weight class a pound above the 154, but it counts as 160. That's backwards. Um, fighting your division. Stop making even more. It's the last thing boxing needs. This fight needs to happen this fall. Triple G Canelo. Use the hashtag. It's already out there. Canelo Triple G. Triple G. I'm going to say Triple G Canelo because I think Triple G looks like the better man right now. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, fights be can, can become bigger the longer you wait. But these two fighters need to fight now. Uh, this isn't one that needs to marinate. It's marinated enough. It's talked about in the press enough. People know that the two best middleweights in the world, this fight needs to happen. And it needs to happen in the fall. It'd be a beautiful fight. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that the De La Hoya camp and the Canelo camp 
is going to delay this one more time. Um, looking at the middleweight rankings, I think they take on, you know, someone like, uh, you know, uh, maybe they go after a David Lemieux, maybe a, a Danny Geal, you know, Billy Joe Saunders, Andy Lee. Those guys are contracted to Showtime, so that's tough. You know, Danny Jacobs, yeah. It's different because you got these these TV show contracts. But I think they want it for next year's Cinco de Mayo weekend because it makes sense, you know, monetarily. It's going to make more money that way. But this fight just needs to happen. It's been delayed enough. It needs to happen in September. That would be the best time for it. So make it happen. Make it happen. And boxing fans, speak up. Speak up and use it. Use the hashtags. Call your local boxing promoter. No, just get get after these people. You can make it, you know, if the public speaks up, you can make some change. Um, and uh, I wanted to get in some some people were commenting on, uh, were, you know, messaging me on Twitter, you know, uh, um, letting me know what they thought of that knockout last night. Because let's get back, you know, I've bitched long enough. Let's stop the complaining and stop it. And now we'll get back to the beautiful knockout last night because that was beautiful. And that was beautiful boxing all around. It was just it was so much fun to watch. It wasn't a brawl, but it was, you know, it was like it was very scientific in there. And one of our fans says um, it was just fundamentals. We uh, worked his combo. Um, he 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 slipped the jab, and it was as shitty as the jab was. He, he slipped the jab, and um, and also a lot of people commenting uh, that that Khan looked tired. Um, he may have been. I mean, he obviously was tiring at that point. In the sixth round, he he'd spent up a lot of energy avoiding Canelo's punches. Uh, he was getting caught in in the stomach some more, and um, and just reading through here, I'm just scrolling through. Um, um, yeah, it's everyone's saying the same thing. Just a beautiful punch, and Khan was slowing down at that point, and it was it was a thing. It was a lot of beautiful remarks. Jared, that punch was beautiful. You know, I want to see more of that. Can he hit Triple G with a punch like that? And if Triple G gets hit with a punch like that, will he react like Khan? Probably not, but we don't know. We haven't seen Triple G get hit with a lot. A lot of interesting storylines that could happen if that fight happens, and it would just be um, – it's it's huge. It's, it's I, in my opinion, the number one fight in the sport. A lot of people would say Kovalev versus Ward. I really think Canelo and Triple G, because how active both fighters have been recently – um, there's a lot more want for it, and the fan bases for each fighter are starting to exceed Kovalev and Ward. So I just think it'd be just a better atmosphere for each fighter, and uh, and it's just it's just uh, to me it's a hotter story, and it's and it's better. So um, usually this would be the time where I would go through a, a numbers break for our show, but there's not really uh, a lot of numbers to talk about with the punches and 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 the power punches, total punches last night. So. This number break is not plural because there's one fight that has to happen, Triple G Canelo. So that's my number break. Um, and there's no breaking news today. Sometimes there's some good breaking news that we, uh, in the middle of the show, we like to come and win. Um, Teddy Atlas says he's not pleased with Canelo Khan scoring. You know, Teddy Atlas always has something to complain about. I like Teddy, but I thought the scoring, you know, was was fine. They, they said uh, uh, two of the judges had Canelo leading after five rounds, I mean, like I said, I had four to one for Khan, but I'm not angry when I see like Harold Letterman's card for HBO. He had a three to two. You know, it was it was a it was a close fight up to that point. So I'm okay with the scoring, and it didn't matter anyway. 
Uh, Khan says he's okay. Congrats to Canelo. That's one last point about this fight I wanted to make. The Khan camp was interviewed by Max Kellerman after the fight, and there was too much rhetoric about Khan having the balls to fight Canelo Alvarez and and that, you know, uh, that Canelo needs to have the balls to fight Triple G, and he needs to prove that... What is he? He doesn't need to prove it to you. I mean, Conda's got knocked out. And then Virgil Hunter, his trainer, chimes in and says, Canelo's hiding behind the flag. Worry about you and your fighter. You just got embarrassed on HBO pay-per-view. You don't need to be calling out the guy who embarrassed you about not fighting the best. You consider yourself the best, and you just got beat. So you're just confusing everyone. Most likely, you're confusing yourself. So I think Virgil Hunter and Amir Khan looked bad. And the complaining was at an all-time high at the end of that fight. Just give the guy his just due and get out of there and get your head checked. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's, I guess it's one thing for Khan to say something because he just got knocked out. But for Vir- Virgil Hunter to come in there and just start complaining that Canelo hasn't fought anyone. I mean, come on. The guy fought Mayweather. The guy has fought a lot of great fighters up to this point, And he's young. And he's going to fight a lot more. So, uh, you know, the boxing public can say... You know, make this fight happen. But everything Canelo has done up to this point has been great. So just, you know, keep that greatness rolling. Let's move on to this day in boxing history. It's one of my favorite segments. We started at the beginning of uh, when we launched the show, you know, a few months ago. And I like to pick a fight that sticks out to me. Um, And it's May 8th. It's the day after May 7th because, you know, I'm picking the day that we're broadcasting this thing. So it's May 8th, and this day in boxing history brings us to Pacquiao Marquez 1 in 2004. Let's roll some highlights. Leaving himself exposed when he throws his punches. And he's getting picked off down the middle by Marquez. Beautiful. Um, Straight left hand by Manny Pacquiao. That drop, this is all the first round highlights. Amazing fight. They were fighting at, uh, I believe, 125 at this point, the featherweight title. Marquez does not appear to be hurt or gained. Yeah. And Pacquiao and Marquez trading punches and get ready for the second knockdown. There it goes. He's not moving his head at all. He's just standing in one position. This is why we use the word sensation. And there will be a third knockdown here uh, if you're listening to us. If you remember this fight. And it looked like the fight, you know, could be stopped. Oh, and then Pacquiao, for good measure, lands another one as he's holding on to the ropes. Marquez. Beautiful. That's it. That's it. That's all the knockdowns there. Uh, It was a beautiful first round. Beautiful first round by these fighters. And it was... This was a very important round, if boxing fans remember. Um, of course, these guys fought four times, uh, and they, had, they fought to a draw here in this first fight. Um, but the only reason it was a draw is because one of the judges scored this first round a 10-7 round, even though it was a 10-6 round. And the judge, after the fight, said he didn't know that you could score a round 10-6. That was his, his excuse. A professional judge. So if he would have scored that first round correctly, 
Pacquiao would have won by a split decision. And, you know, but that could have changed the course of history. I'm, you know, as a boxing fan now looking back, I'm kind of glad that he misjudged the round because then that gave us Pacquiao Marquez 2, another great fight, Pacquiao winning. Pacquiao Marquez 3, the worst of the four, Pacquiao winning. But then we got Pacquiao Marquez 4, which was probably the best fight of them, between 1 and 4, if what kind of boxing you like. But Pacquiao and Marquez 4, when Mar- uh, Marquez knocked him out. Great knockout, brutal knockout. But uh, that was it, and I can't believe that date was 12 years ago already, May 8th. 2004. Time flies. Hey, but both boxers are still around. Marquez in his 40s, Pacquiao pushing 40. And uh, he says he's retired, but uh, I don't think so. I think there's too much money on the table. Marquez hasn't retired. I don't think he will. So both fighters are still around. So it's been 12 years, but hey, in boxing, no one ever retires. It's beautiful. We don't get, th- we don't get that in every sport. Um, that's all we have for today for the AfterBuzz TV Boxing After Show, Canelo Khan. Please tweet at myself, at Andrew Fasano, at AfterBuzz TV. Tell them you want more boxing, more boxing chit chat. Use the hashtag ABTVBoxing. Send us your questions. Send us your thoughts on Triple G Canelo, when that fight's gonna go down, what you think's gonna happen, who you think the better man is, who would win that fight. Send us your thoughts. And until next time, I'm Jared Gilkerson. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.